Good morning. I'm uh, back in Shibushi, Japan. How about you, Blowy? I'm in the city in Melbourne now. Um, it's been on lockdown and um, I've got to come into work today. So um, I'm just going for a bit of a walk to show you what it's like at the moment. Construction going on. Okay, and today I'm on my rollerblades, which is uh, a little bit different. Uh, we just thought, I thought, with Joe walking through the streets of Melbourne, I thought it would be interesting to take a skate through these uh, streets. Oh, I'm on some very bumpy roads. And um, basically, all these places are down, uh, locked down for COVID. Uh, this is a bit difficult for me because Joe's in a large city, Melbourne, but I'm here in uh, in uh, Shibushi, which is the closest town. But anyway, still thought it might be worth doing. There's some nice, interesting scenery that's uh, going to be exotic for people who aren't from here. And um, today we're going to go back to the projects because we didn't get to finish all the projects. So I think the next one we were going to do was Bouncer's Tales, Blowy. Yeah, Bouncer's Tales was um, one that could have made us rich today because um, I don't know if you've heard of the little um, animation called Bluey. You'd have to be living under a rock to not have heard of Bluey. Well, if you've heard of Bluey, then that was basically what we made. But um, what about 20, uh, 15, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, was it, Dave? Um, no, it wouldn't have been 20. I think it would have been about 2004 or 2003. 2003, yeah. So, look, almost 20 years. And um, we, we um, had a cattle dog named um, Bouncer, and um, a blue cattle dog. And we, Dave and I, wanted to use our skills in illustration and writing and um, graphic design so we decided to make a um, kids uh, book, illustration book and um, it was called Bouncer's Tales because our dog's name was Bouncer and she has a tail. Yeah, get it? Good, good little pun there isn't it? And tales are also like stories. Um, so how, how did we go with that project, Dave? Did you say it was a success or...? You'd come up to um, Tokyo to stay there for a while. I can't remember if... No, no, no. Because I remember it was the same time that Dad was up there, but you were up there for some extended time when I was living in Tokyo and you were staying with me. And we went to a, a coffee shop. I think it was Tully's in uh, Tokyo. And there was a bloke there who um, was writing a book on roofing. And we used to see them, him up there with his laptop working away in the cafe. And um, I think we got this talking after that, like what, what kind of book would we write if we were going to do one? And uh, we thought, probably do a, um, a children's book about Bouncer and her adventures. And we wrote the entire first one, didn't we? We did. We did. And I think um, part of it was um, it seemed attractive to uh, write a uh, storybook at a cafe because that's when um, like Harry Potter and stuff came out and we found out that she wrote the whole book at Starbucks and um, it was kind of a romantic idea to be able to sit down while enjoying a coffee 
And um, back in those days, we had nothing but time. So, well, I did anyway. Uh, I remember, actually, there was a bit of a running in-joke with us about um, taking a laptop to the cafe and not doing anything particularly important, but just to be seen with your laptop. <laughs> yeah, we had a, a, joke, a running joke about that, didn't we? We did. And we'd take photos when we're at the cafe and send them to each other. Unfortunately, we didn't have social media at that time, but um, all fortunately. Hey, I'm just going to interrupt because um, I'm in front of a very big pile of logs. This is... Logs? Logs, yeah. Yeah, lot, nice. So I'm down near the port and um, all these logs, there's lots of uh, like forestry trucks kind of passing through this area and they bring all the logs here and then they get onto, onto ships. But um, anyway, I think it's quite interesting. It's quite a big pile of logs and I wouldn't mind going up there playing on that. But uh, yeah, one of them rolls, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. You're in big trouble. I might interrupt you as well, Camera, because I am just about to go up a um, massive spiral staircase, which goes up to a um, sky garden. Oh yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, hopefully it's open. Um, so I'd love to see someone skate skate this ledge. I've seen some people skate some crazy stuff. Yeah. But this is kind of insane at another level. Oh great, it's open. It's a pretty cool sky garden here, yeah. Okay, anyway, so going back to this uh, Bouncer's Tales, you and I, um, if I can remember correctly, we first wrote out the entire story. And it was basically about our dog looking for a bone and she went to all these different places with different people in different professions and asked them for bones and they, all, they basically all turned her away until she got to the butchers. And that, that, was based on a true, that was based on a true story. That's right, our dog used to... Um, she often used to go missing. There were lots of holes in our fence so it, was, it wasn't hard to get out but it was almost like there was um, timing to it. And our dog would kind of go missing at about 5 p.m. every day. And one day I happened to be up at the local shops and I, um, <laughs> there was a butcher shop where the, the butchers there absolutely hated you and I because we were always <laughs> rolling around in our rollerblades and they thought that was immature and silly. No, and also because we wore baggy pants, that's why they didn't like us. Yeah. And um, anyway, we saw these. Uh, these butchers really tender with our dog. Get out, Blue! And they threw. It was like in the in the cartoons where they throw a link of cartoons. Oh, sorry, of uh, sausages. Yeah. And um, she kind of gobbled them all up. And then we uh, we saw her pretty much do the same thing most days. She kind of had an idea of what time the butcher shop closed. So. Um, <coughs> One day she brought home like half a rib cage of a cow. It was like the biggest set of bones I've ever seen in my life. They must have loved her because they gave her a decent decent um, snack, didn't they? They did. Um, and I remember for the pictures, um, I think there were a couple of times where I went and did a few rough sketches on a uh, piece of paper and scanned that and sent that to you. Um, but anyway, 
I'll try to um, tweet out some of these pictures from Bouncer's Tales. Do you still have the whole file? No, I don't know what that is. It's long gone. I think that, that laptop died or something. But um, And you didn't back them up? Well, probably not. Yeah. But trust me, it was, um, it was good. And it looked exactly the same as Bluey. So I think Bluey probably got their hands on that um, hard drive and... Um, there's a, when I saw the bluey kind of came out because I did a, um, a st some story or something I had to do on it, but um, I was just really surprised to think, you know, this is the first thing I thought about was Bouncer's Tales. Yeah, me too, me too. So maybe there's a law, maybe there's a lawsuit there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I very much doubt it. I, I doubt it as well, but. Um, and I couldn't be bothered, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and I, I, I like Bluey, so. I haven't actually seen an entire episode yet. I should. Uh... Oh yeah, you can watch it on um, on SBS, I think, or iView, one of those. Yeah. Anyway, what, what was our next um, project? It gets a bit blurry after that because we kind of uh, we weren't really in the same country or anything like that. Not that that's stopping us now. But um, we we're gonna go oh because that was what 2003 2004. We're gonna skip forwards more than say 10 years now to the next one, which which came first. That's right, the Fuji ride. Fuji, yeah. Okay, so in Japan they have these bicycles that are ubiquitous. They're called mamacharis, which are. Mama, obviously for the mother, the bike that the mother's riding, Chari is short for chariot. Uh, if you see one on your walk, can you show, show everyone? Good idea. So they're um, basically a shopping bicycle with like a basket at the front and um, they're really like a, a symbol of Japan. So Joe and I had an idea way back that we were going to ride the entire length of Japan on one of these Mama Charis. Um, and maybe write a story about them or something like that. And um, <clears throat> yeah, we did that, didn't we, Bluey? Well, we didn't ride the entire um, length of Japan. No, but I mean, we, we covered a lot of Japan. Wow, okay. What happened, Bluey? Well, the Fuji trip, um, what we did was we, uh, we, I, were you, you were living in Japan at that stage, were you? Or were you? No, no you weren't. It was one of the very rare times that we were in Japan at the same time. Yeah, and we are both travelling from Australia on holiday, weren't we? That's right. Yeah, and so we, we decided to meet up at um, near Mount Fuji. No, we actually met up in the city in Tokyo. And um, yeah, and we were, we were both filming it. And um, we met up and we caught it train, the Shinkansen, the bullet train. Let me pause for a second, let me pause for a second. So we had this idea to, um, you know, ride the length of Japan on Mamachari's, but we just looked at, you know, uh, can you hear the seven o'clock chime going off? No, not the phone, I can't. You can't hear that? Okay. You'll hear it once Oh, I can hear a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so that chime goes off all around Japan. Pretty much seven o'clock everywhere. Well, in the country. Yeah, all over the place. Anyway, um, 
So our original plan was to ride the length of Japan, but we just didn't have the chance in terms of time or being in Japan at the same time to do that. So we found ourselves uh, in Japan at the same time. So we kind of brainstormed and said, what can we do? And we said, let's have a Mamachari ride. So that much was decided. But my idea was to um, go up to the earthquake, oh, sorry, the uh, tsunami area and ride around there, see how um, everything was recovering. And you were kind of, uh, yeah, you weren't completely sold on that. Yeah, I wasn't completely sold because you'd already done a video on it and, um, you know, which kind of covered that. So I thought, oh, let's do something. And look, the ride around um, Mount Fuji was pretty, um, sounded pretty cool, don't you think? Like the scenery, it's more of a holiday thing to do. Yeah. Your counter offer was, hey, why don't we ride around Mount Fuji? And the moment I heard that, I said, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. And it was sold. And look, um, I don't recommend doing it on a Mamachari. <laughs> they're not de designed for, um, they're designed for the city, like riding in the city, doing your shopping, going home, buying a cabbage or something. Um, we rode um, up the side of a mountain and um, a long, long way. How many kilometres was it? It was like nearly 200 kilometres, wasn't it? 180 or something? I don't. I think it wasn't actually that much. I think it was supposed to be about 60 or so a day, but we did a lot of backtracking because we are. Uh, well, it's just very difficult to navigate um, on your phone and ride down the side of a mountain on a Mamachari. And because we were relying on, um, relying on, um, our Wi-Fi, pocket Wi-Fi. That's right. Which we had connected to our phone. Um, we didn't have a local network or anything like that. So um, we were doing our best with what we had. And we were running out of battery, so we could only stop every like half an hour and look at the directions and go, all right, let's readjust. And um, we did get lo lost a few times. Um, and the first day we were riding, um, we had quite an ambitious um, goal. Our goal was to make it um, to this lake, which was more than halfway around. And what we didn't realize was that um, the first day was all uphill. And when I mean uphill, I mean up mountain, so. It was, wasn't it, pretty much then? Yeah. Even though we circumnavigated the Mount Fuji, we, um, there was a lot of mountains around it. And how many um, prefectures did we go through? Four, wasn't it? No, that? I think three. Three. Shizuoka, Yamanashi, and what was the other one? Anyway, we um, we used, I think, four cameras. I used my, I only had my phone with me. You had a GoPro, your phone, and a little uh, Nikon mirrorless. And uh, the idea was that we both had this, I almost ran over a crab then, but I managed to dodge it. Um, alive. Uh, yeah, so we had these four cameras and we, uh, I must have taken, yeah, I took my computer with me because I remember I put them all onto a hard drive and made folders so we had uh, exact same footage. Yeah, you had your laptop. The idea was that we both go back to Australia and uh, do our own edits of this trip and then we'd uh, upload them and that would be the first time we got to see each other's edits. So um, have, a, have a look in this description because we'll... Uh, We'll share that video down there. The two videos. Two videos, that's right. 
one uh, my my video uh, was about half the length of Joe's mine was about 15 minutes and Joe's was half an hour or so I couldn't couldn't cut out lots of the um, footage it was too good yeah you're gonna be uh, br brutal we did um, have a lot of this similar footage on there yes it was um, quite interesting watching around oh yep yep I so well there were, there were definitely key moments weren't there there were which you'll have to find out by watching. Um, so one thing we did um, neglect to mention was um, what kind of gave us the um, idea to do this um, project was, um, remember we were doing, we did the Hokkaido trip. Just, quick, just quickly, um, we went to, um, when I was a student, uh, when I was finishing. This is pretty much the same time as Bouncer's Tales. Bounces tails, yeah, after, just after Bounces tails. So my, my trip to Japan was ending and Kama was still living in Japan and um, I thought I'd do one last trip. So we had this um, special ticket that you could get when you're a youth in Japan and um, basically you get five days of travel on the um, slow trains and you can go um, anywhere within the country. Well, there's certain limitations, but... Um, we went all the way to um, Hokkaido from Tokyo, I believe, and um, in w in one day. <laughs> and um, we, um, you're not meant to use this ticket to go over the in the tunnel because you need to pay a special, a bit extra for that. But we um, played dumb. No, 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 no. When you didn't used to, okay. So this ticket used to allow you to go. Um, basically, it's called the Youth 18 ticket, and. Um, it's like a slow travel ticket, so you can't take the real fast trains. But you can still cover a bit of ground uh, in one day if you're prepared to give up your whole day and change trains every hour and a half or so. So the trip that goes from uh, Honshu to Hokkaido, that's Japan's most northern island. Uh, originally, it, you were allowed to take it on this ticket because I did it about a year or two before that. But Okay. So when I was on the train, I actually believed that we could. Good one, camera. Um, <laughs> good cover up, yep, in case the Japanese government's listening. JR, alright, covered. Nice. Um, but anyway, we got up, we got on the very first train of the day, and we got off on the very last it was train of the day. 4.30 or something, wasn't it? In the morning. Yeah, it was at yeah, Tokyo Station, and then I don't even know how many trains we got that day, but it was a lot. Um, I wish we would have made a video um, of that. That yeah, would have been good. Well, I, mean, I don't know why we didn't. I do not know what happened, but basically the GoPro stopped recording there. So I don't have the rest of the clip. There's probably another 12 minutes of talking. So I'm going to have to improvise somehow. That's strange, isn't it? What? You know about this? Us not having a video camera. No, so we didn't have a video camera, but we both yeah. had uh, digital yeah. cameras and we took lots of photos. And I added these photos to a very long text yeah. piece that I wrote about our trip that I put on one yeah. of my old websites. Um, yeah, but anyway, um, what happened? Yeah, um, that's right. And then, so what was our... Um, our next project would have been Skate Park yeah. Etiquette 101. Oh, Skate Park Etiquette. So, Skate Park Etiquette was... Um, Whose idea was that? Was it yours or mine? Yeah, it kind of was both of our ideas somehow. It kind of was little bits and little bits and we 
just made it happen. So we were... So I've played this back a few times and I have absolutely no idea what we were talking about here. No, I think this is when it kind of like clicked that it's like, all right, we um, enjoy yeah, similar interests and we work well together. Um, I think it's being brothers or something might help with that. No, that's not always the case. But not always, no. I know some brothers that don't get along at all. That's right. And well, with our similar interests, we both, um, and we're both happy to, you know, wake up early in the morning and um, make it happen. So we don't have excuses. So we like getting shit done. So we're in, um, in Sydney. Um, so Dave was living in Brisbane. I was living in Melbourne. We both traveled to Sydney um, for... I made a mistake and said it was for my grandparents' wedding anniversary. No, it wasn't. It was grandpa's 90th birthday. Yeah. And um, so I was in Blacktown and um, we had, we didn't have much time, but we knew that in the morning, if we got up really early, we could um, go for a skate and make a video. So we got up at like five o'clock and borrowed our auntie Barbara's car. And um, thanks, Barb. Respect. And uh, we went to um, Parramatta, was it? Yes, it was Parramatta yeah, Skate Par Park. Parramatta Skate Park. And um, we made this video which was um, teaching the kids. Like, it came from a real need, this video. Like, these days you go to the skate park and the kids don't understand um, the rules of the skate park. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes skating a lot smoother, a lot fun, a lot safer for everyone. So we decided to kind of make a video about it and we kind of had a bit of a joke and a bit of fun but um it, it turned out to be a pretty popular video and um it's been my most popular video on facebook it's had 18.7 thousand views yeah, so and probably about 2,000 views or so on youtube people seem to like it they talk look, about it it was it was popular and it also least, had a so, lot of shares um, uh via instagram where it was chopped up and shared by different accounts oh, instagram got shared a lot as well yeah yeah so so that will be linked in the description as well. And this video is also on the playlist on our YouTube page. But it was a lot of fun making this one. We went down, um, just used Joe's uh, GoPro camera and my iPhone for some extra bits of the video. It was a pretty simple thing. We just kind of shot each other. Um, one was being the ideal skate park uh, user and one was being the absolute antithesis oh, of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we also tried to figure out how the editing process was done. And that's where Joe kind of chimes in here. Well, I edited it on the plane on my iPad. And then I sent you a, um, a copy of the cut down footage. And then you um, add some effects and graphics and stuff to it. Yeah. And it really helps having somebody to... Um, yeah do all that grunt work so. and go through all the rushes and remove all the bits that aren't needed. That's a time-consuming job. So when you get nice clips like that, it makes the job so much easier. Um, and funny thing was, um, I was watching um, Jeremy Clarkson talking about the Grand Tour the other day. He was saying that they film 1,000... For every 1,000 hours they film, they only use one hour of that footage. And um, look, we're not quite that bad. We probably are about one-fifth, would you say? Yeah, for every... Yeah, for our stuff. We're pretty good at getting it first take, aren't we? I think I said something about this being similar to the National Geographic ratio. Yeah, well, we're not paid actors, so, you know. No, we were paid actors enough. once. 
Uh, oh, we were, in, yeah, that's right. In a television commercial, but that's a story for another time. You just have to keep watching people to get that, get that little nugget. You're not getting that nugget for free. I broke in here to talk about a siren that I heard in the background because it's very rare in this part of the wow. world to hear sirens. I didn't think it was a police chase. I kept looking yeah. back and I saw that it was an ambulance, ambulance. and that was probably going to be my, my first guess anyway. COVID, COVID-19. And then I segued to the effects that COVID had been having on uh, the city that I was in. I kind of said, have a look around. It's very quiet, but also keep in mind it's just after 7 a.m. So, yeah. Look, it's really quiet around here and it's, it's around about, what time is it? 8 o'clock here. Yeah, quarter past 8 and it's dead, but that's, that's weird. Yeah, I've played through this clip and there's not really anything that gives me any context uh, in regards to what I'm talking about. So... Um, you have to use your imagination here, folks. Check it out. Um, so what's our... The, the, um, that brings us to the final break. The Broad Trip, yeah. So this was definitely when we were um, onto the name Bro-Jex, Broad. Um, we came up with the name Broad Trip, which Cameron came up with that one. I was quite, quite happy with that. Yeah, I think so. No, I said how basically, yes, it's yeah. a great name, but even though I came up with it, I had looked for this name when searching on the internet afterwards, and I wasn't the only person to come up with this idea. Apparently, it's a pretty simple idea to come up with. There are lots of other broad trips out there. That's right, yeah. Look, it's hard to do, hard to do something 100% original these days. Everything's been thought of. But, um, but basically, it was just... Um, us getting together because we're living in different cities and um, we didn't get to see each other that much so we thought we'd go camping on a bit of a road trip and um, go for a skate and this was just before I took off for my big world trip with my family that's right it was our last chance to last chance to bro out with each other so the bro trip itself was two nights away but I think I spent maybe five nights in Melbourne with you Joe does that sound right five nights yeah yeah, it was only like two nights, wasn't it? Two nights camping. And um, so we got a high car and um, drove um, west of Melbourne down past Warrnambool, down to um, Port... Where did we go to? Um, Portland. Portland. That was probably... We went a little bit further than Portland. But um, yeah, it was a good good trip. We um, like sourced some koalas and kangaroos and... I said something about this being the first time I'd seen a yeah, it was my a koala like that in the wild. That was my first as well. I just I saw this thing walking and I'm like, what the hell is that? It looks like an injured dog that had like really bad hips or something. And I'm like, that's weird. That dog's just walking by itself. And um, I had a close look. I'm like, that's a koala. And so we ran and chased the koala. And um, he was he was pretty cool. He must have seen a lot of people before. The koala didn't even seem to mind that we were there watching uh, it climb. No, no. And he just went up a tree and had a bit of a chill while we filmed him. Um, we met some interesting people on the trip, some young lads that were um, trying, impressing us at the skate park with their um, tomfoolery. Yeah, yeah. I think this is when I asked if, um, I think this is when I said something That's right, about the yeah. kids asking yeah. us if we were YouTubers. I guess we are now, aren't we? I'm pretty sure this bit here was talking about when I was in Norway recently, maybe six months ago. And we went and visited a friend's uh, primary school class. 
and we went in uh that was uh junko my wife my kids and i and uh they weren't so interested at the start hearing us talking about our trip around the world but the moment i said that i made uh i made a living making youtube videos all the hands shot up and they started asking me questions about my channel and how many subscribers i had it was kind of funny Do you remember um, one? Remember, if you haven't watched um, episode number one, go back and watch episode number one. But um, we were talking about how, when we were younger, we used to make these videos, the Cameron Blowy series. But we al we also made one which um, went on the end of a skate video, which um, our mate Snaz made and sold at um, the local skate shop. And um, Peckin' Like a Chicken, it was called. And um, this Peckin' Like a Chicken. Um, was on the end of the skate video and we, we've kind of forgot about it but um what was your so in this uh video my name was sean and i was an older brother of arnold you Chloe. sean that's right and i was arnold yeah and uh, i was very angry and i remember that it was set in my bedroom and i'd had a hard night drinking the night before and my phone rang i pick it up and it's a girl named shanice and she's asking me if she wants to hook up and I'm like yeah and so we're just about to exchange uh, contact details I don't know why she was calling from a public phone um, anyway the moment I was about to get this number or something uh, my brother Arnold Blowy opens the door and knocks the ha the phone out of my hand it falls no, on the, the phone ground. out of his hand and smashes it being broken we used uh, and we had a special effect baby powder I think no, no it's just flour just normal flour <laughs> we, so it made it made it look like you could see the impact better this was before um, any special effects on the computer like this was editing with VHS type of thing so but although it was edited um, with VHS I think the sound was uh, all done on an MD system we did actually yeah that was um, we had Jim Jimmy Jim Tannock he um, had some um, gear so that was pretty advanced back then but Anyway, the whole point of this story was um, one day when we were at a skate park, someone came up to you and said, Hey, you're Sean, aren't you? And the kid came up to me and I said, you look, like a chicken. Are you Sean from Pecking and, Like a Chicken? Um, I said, yes. And he said, you seem so much nicer in real life. So much nicer. Yeah, well, you're a good actor. So, you know, it was, um, well, you sold it, didn't you? So that's good. But yeah, so that's, that's our fame. That's the reach of our fame. I believe I was wrapping things up uh, at this point, saying that this was the last of our projects. Yeah, that's our projects covered. Yeah, and like, like before, if you want us to talk about anything in particular, have any ideas or um, just uh, got any fan questions, feel free to leave them in the comments. I made some tongue-in-cheek marks here. How much, yeah. No, but seriously. Stop choking our channels. Uh, it's kind of overwhelming like seeing all this fan mail rush in. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I made a comment about how we've inspired a sister publication. So JJ Welsh is going to do one with her Shout sister. Shout out to JJ Welsh. I think she's going to do a walk with her sister uh, this Friday, and it was inspired by this project. Okay, so it's happening this Friday, is it? Well, you know what? Maybe we could um, ask JJ Welsh to um, join us in a walk one day as well. Yeah. So, anyway, that's um, it's been good, good chatting. Um, 
episode number two. And if you're wondering why this uh, episode was a little bit different and we had the cameras facing us, this is because mum uh, watched the video and she said there was too much path. But Joe said no, we have to turn it around and see our stinking faces. Stinking head, too much, too much stinking camera and blowy head. Let us know. Um, but otherwise, I think this might be the format going forward. Alright. Alright, over and out. See ya. Coming at ya. Alright, camera. How's... Mate, these bloody um, traffic lights aren't working anymore. Yeah.